So if you have your Bible in Hebrews chapter 9, we'll stand if you're able to stand. If not, we understand, but if you're able to stand in Hebrews chapter 9, we'll begin reading in verse number 12. Very familiar passage of Scripture and text tonight. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of the heifer, sprinkling of the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I want to speak to you tonight on the subject matter of the blood of Christ. Let's make our prayer. You can be seated. We'll get into the thoughts that God has laid on our heart. Our fathers, we bow before you. We thank you for what we have experienced already in church this evening. Thank you for the wonderful choir singing, the specials, and Lord, for your meeting with us and the testimonies of God's people. Lord, as we travel across this nation and around the world, it is rare to get into service now where people stand up and testify of the goodness and blessings and the grace of God that's been bestowed upon them. And Father, we thank you we're part of a church that testifies of the grace and goodness of God. Continue to bless our pastor tonight. I'd ask you to continue to give him refreshing. God, as he mounts his pulpit, give him a great power and anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Continue to be with the Blue family and the Durham family. God, may you be their comfort in this hour. Lord, I pray again tonight, if there's one here that's lost, may the Spirit of God speak to their hearts, show them their need for salvation, and help them to be saved this hour. Encourage your people, mend the brokenhearted, lift up the discouraged. And I pray that you'll give us something, Lord, that we can go forth this week and praise and bless your holy name for. For we ask it in Christ's name, amen and amen. Our late president, Dr. Ron Garris, in a meeting one time made this statement, and he was referencing the blood of Christ. He made this statement, he said, in our books, those of us that are conservative, there is that song, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But he said in the liberal hymn book, it goes like this, what can wash away my sins? Nothing, and ends with that word. But I'm glad tonight that as a Bible believer, the blood of Jesus Christ washes us, purges us, cleanses us from all sin. In this passage of Scripture, in the entire uh, chapter of Hebrews 9, it focuses on the Old Testament sacrificial blood requirements, but I'm glad that the fulfillment and the sufficiency of the shedding of blood was in God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. M.R. DeHaan, in his book, The Chemistry of the Blood, made this statement an observation. The Bible is, the book of, is a book of blood, wholly distinct from all other books from just one reason, namely that it contains blood circulating through every page and in every verse from Genesis to Revelation, we see the stream of blood. May I say to you that this Bible from the book of Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation there is weaved in and out through every passage and every scripture and every text and every divine word of God that is inspired of God. This Bible that I hold in my hand, there is a thread of blood that flows in this blessed book tonight. I thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. 
No animal sacrifice could wash and purge man of his sin and the animal blood that was shed was merely a pointing forth of the day when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world according to John and the Gospel of John, it, it is only his blood that can purge us and cleanse us of all of our sins. Tonight, I would like to give you three or four things on the blood of Christ in our text. Notice with me, if you would, please, in verse number 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Notice, if you would, the Bible refers to the blood of Jesus Christ. In the book of Ephesians, it references the precious blood of Christ. I'm glad that we have a blood that is able to purchase us from the bondage and the power of sin. The Bible says in Romans 5 and verse number 12, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. But thank God when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, he died for all men. He died to pay the price and the penalty of every sin that's ever committed by every humanity on the planet earth. Thank God for the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that precious blood that purchased you and I from our sins. First Peter put it this way in the writings of the Holy Scriptures. In chapter number one and verse number 18 and verse number 19. For as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Thank God that blood, that purchase was a personal purchase from the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a glorious truth tonight to know that you and I are purchased by the personal blood of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Thank God for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that is able to purchase us from our sin. Isaiah 53, 5 and 6, Isaiah wrote this concerning our sins, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray and have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Aren't you glad that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, our sins were laid on the back of the darling Son of God, the Lamb of God, and he purchased us with his blood shed on Calvary. What an amazing truth. But God commended his love toward us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not only was it a purchasing blood, Thank God it was a permanent purchase when he saved us. Notice in verse number 12, having obtained. And this implies once for all. I'm glad that I have eternal life through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was a chaplain at the Wyoming State Penitentiary, the state chaplain asked me to attend a, a chaplain's conference with him in the state. I didn't want to go, but I went to support our chaplain. 
When I got there, they were conversing around the table trying to determine whether or not it was okay to use alcoholic beverage for the Lord's Supper. And I'm sitting there in my heart and mind praying, dear God, please don't let them ask me. I'll blow this meeting up. And Chaplain Shoemaker sitting beside me and he kept hitting me on the leg. He must have seen my face turning red. And uh, they went around the table. It was coming close to me. Chaplain Shoemaker coughed, cleared his throat and said, I believe we need to take a break. You say, why? Because I believe in eternal security. The blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient not only to purchase us, but it's sufficient to keep us permanently and wash our sins away and hide us in the Lamb of God and we're saved, we're in Christ forever tonight. And so we find that all of this in the scriptures in Hebrews 10, 10, by the which will are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. I'm glad that I'm saved forever and I cannot lose my salvation. You say, why? Because the blood of Jesus was perfect blood. And when he cleanses, he cleanses perfectly and completely. In John chapter 10, verse 28 and 29, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I'm reminded of the little lad, a Sunday school teacher was trying to teach him on eternal security, once saved, always saved. And it just wasn't register in his little mind. But they had just moved into a new home, and his mother and dad had unboxed some personal belongings and they were putting them up on the shelves as we do when we move. And the little boy was playing in boxes. He had a large box and a medium box and a small box. And while he was playing inside those boxes, one stuck inside the other. All of a sudden it dawned on him. The big box is God. The medium-sized box is the Holy Spirit. And the small box represents Jesus. He went to Sunday school that next day and told his teacher, I got it, I got it, I understand it. She said, you got it, understand what? He said, I got it, I understand that once we're saved, we're saved forever. She said, what happened to trigger that in your mind? He said, I was playing. And he told her about the boxes. And uh, he said, I was thinking about it. If the devil got through God, it'd have to get through the Holy Spirit and it'd have to get through Christ. And I figured by the time he got through the three of them, he'd be so tired even I could whoop him if I had to. <laughs> Thank God we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 129, the next day, John said, Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Then the power, the blood of Jesus. In verse number 13, in verse number 14, we find that there is power to cleanse. The word purge means to cleanse from filth. And I will not brag on my sin tonight but I'll simply say this. I was a wretched, miserable, low-down, good-for-nothing sinner when Christ found me. 
I too enjoy hearing Brother Barnes' testimony and others. To know that we've been redeemed and God has cleansed us of the filth of this world through his shed blood. The power of the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. There is no sin outside of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost that is recorded in the scripture that God cannot forgive because of the power in the cleansing blood of Christ. It has power to cleanse. In the New Testament, the Bible declares that we are justified and justified, if I may say it, is just as if we'd never sinned. And I believe with all my heart tonight, I could go before God or one of my accusers and say, God, do you remember when Brother Ellis did this, that, and the other? And God would look at him and say, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I believe someone could go before the throne of God, Brother Barnes, and say, do you remember when old Brother Barnes used to do this? And God would say, I don't know what you're talking about. Thank God for the purging and cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were, and such were, and such were, were. Thank God for past tense words. Thank God that some of you once were but no more because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his cleansing blood. Thank God there was a fountain filled with blood and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are washed, but you are washed. Thank God we've been washed in the blood of Christ. Our sin is gone forever. Are washed and are sanctified. We are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The blood is a cleansing agent. William Cooper's hymn, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins where sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains. Do you remember the day when you, wherever you were, at an altar in a cornfield or where in your home or wherever it might have been, you bowed on your knees and all of a sudden you were cleansed by the blood of Christ and it overwhelmed your soul and God gave you a cleansing in your heart. I remember when I got saved and gave my life to the Lord. I went down a poor, wretched, no good, blind sinner. And when I came up off my knees, I couldn't explain the theology behind salvation. I couldn't explain the theology behind forgiveness. I couldn't explain the theology and couldn't even give you the terminology of what it meant to be saved forever. But I know one thing. When I got up off my knees off that altar, it felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of my shoulders. I woke up the next morning and I heard birds singing outside the window and it seemed like God had sent them to sing an ensemble just for me. 
Nothing like salvation. The blood, the cleansing blood. The apostle John said this, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth from a double L all sin. The multitude in Revelation 7, the Bible said they had had their robes washed in the blood of Christ. How is the blood a cleansing agent? Blood is something that we don't like to get on us. Blood stains almost everything it touches. But blood within the human body is actually a cleansing agent. It removes the toxins and poisons of the body and carries it to the right organs to uh, discard it from the body and the human anatomy. And my friend, just as the blood is a cleansing agent in the human anatomy, so the blood of Jesus Christ is a cleansing agent that births a child of God into the family. Takes the sinner and purges and cleanses him. First John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is the light, or as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath its blood, flood, lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see the fountain in that day, and there have I the violence wash all my sins away. I remember one night in a testimonial service in one of our institutions after revival, a man stood up, gave his testimony. He said, I used to bow to Buddha every day in my cell. He said, I had him set in a little shelf, a metal shelf inside my prison house. He said, I got saved and gave my life to Jesus last night. I went home and he said, I didn't know any better and I started to bow to Buddha as I've done most of my life. And all of a sudden it dawned on me. I've had to carry Buddha everywhere I go. And I got to thinking, you know, I've got a God who carried me since last night. And he's looked at his little Buddha idol and his little Buddha God, and he said, Buddha, I'm done with you. I'm tired of carrying you. I'm tired of carrying your burdens and your laws. And, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and I'm cleansed by the blood of Christ. And he took his little Buddha, dropped it in the toilet, flushed the toilet, and it went to wherever it went in the prison. Thank God for the cleansing blood of Christ. Then there's power to change in that blood. The Bible tells us and teaches us concerning the blood of Jesus Christ that when the blood of Jesus is applied, it purges the conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I'm glad when I got saved, God purged my conscience. There's a battle, there's a warfare, there's a struggle within, but I'm glad my old ways are purged. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And that is my life verse. I may have shared this before. If I did, just I'd like you've never heard it before. Laugh, say amen, shout, run the aisle, wave the hanky, do whatever, what do you got to do? But I remember before I got saved, I lived on the streets, and I broke into an aunt's house one time, my Aunt Winnie. And I broke in just to get a 
bite to eat and take a hot bath. I'd taken baths in lakes and streams and anywhere I could find in dirty ponds. In fact, the dirty ponds, I come out cleaner than I was before I went in. And my aunt, Winnie, cornered me one day. She said, Terry, did you break into my house and get a bite to eat and take a bath? I said, no, ma'am, not me, Winnie. You know me better than that. If I'd have broke in, you'd have been sitting with nothing. And she asked me multiple times, Mrs. Ellis can even testify. I'd always said no, I denied it. I got saved and gave my life to the Lord. And she cornered me again. She said, you're a Christian now and you can't lie. Well, she had me. She said, did you break into my house and take a bath and get something to eat? I bowed my head and said, Aunt Winnie, I've got to come clean. I did. She said, I knew it. I knew it. Nobody else I know would have broken into my home, not stole anything, took a bath, got a bite to eat and left. When we get right with God, we come clean. There was a man by the name of Evangelist John Wesley. Most everyone here knows his name. John Wesley from 1703 to 1791 was returning from a service and evangelistic campaign one night and he was robbed by a bandit. As the bandit was leaving, uh, Mr. Wesley said, stop, I have something else for you. Shockingly, the gentleman stopped and came back to take whatever it was that Mr. Wesley was willing to give him. Mr. Wesley responded by saying, you may live to regret this sort of life. If you ever do, here's something to remember. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin." And from that, the thief turned and went his way. But the words would bear fruit later. Years later, Mr. Wesley was in an evangelistic campaign and was greeting people after the Sunday service. When he was approached by a stranger, he was surprised to learn that the man was a visitor and a successful businessman. He was the one that had robbed Mr. Wesley those years earlier. The man told Mr. Wesley, he said, I owe all my success to you, said the man. Oh, no, my friend, said Mr. Wesley. Not to me, but to the precious blood of Christ that cleanseth us from all sin. Thank God for the cleansing blood that cleanses us, cleans us, purchases us, brings us out, and sets our feet on a solid foundation. Thank God the blood changes lives. When I got saved, just a few weeks before I was saved, I had an uncle that had seen me in his car lot and we sold used cars and I was saved just a few weeks later. He was with another uncle that was instrumental in me getting saved and giving my life to the Lord and I was in the back seat and he looked at my uncle because I had so dramatically changed in those few weeks and he looked at my uncle and said, who's that guy you've got in the back? He said, you don't know, that's Terry. He turned and looked, my Uncle Jerry, he said, that's Terry? I just saw him a few weeks ago. No way, that's Terry. And I spoke up, and when I spoke, he recognized my voice, and he began to weep profusely and said, it is you. What happened to your life? I said, oh, do you really want to know? And I loaded his wagon. Thank God for the cleansing blood and then the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me give you several things and I'm done tonight. 
Let's look quickly, quickly tonight, not only at the purchase of the blood and the power of the blood, but at the promise of the blood. Freedom from sin. According to verse 15, I'm not taking the time to get into all of it. In 1 Peter 1.23, the Bible says, been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. My sins are gone. Let me tell you how gone they are. Let me give you about a half a dozen scriptures. You don't mind me reading the Bible, do you? Notice in the book of Psalm 103 and 12. As far as the east is from the west, so hath he removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah 43, Isaiah 28, I said this, therefore I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary and I've given Jacob to the curse and Israel's reproaches. And he goes on in 17 and says this of Isaiah 38, behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption for thou hast cast all my sins behind the back. Micah 7, 19 says he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thank God my sins are gone forever because of his blood. Let me, if I may tonight, and just a few closing thoughts to wrap things up. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, the Bible says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I don't know about you, but I thank God for the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Has your sins been washed by the blood of Christ? Ephesians 1, 7, I quoted it earlier, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. As they come to the instruments and get ready to close tonight, Robert Lowry put it this way, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus for my pardon. This my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. How long has it been since we bowed and thanked God for the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? How long has it been since we shared with sinners in the world that we work with and that we rub shoulders with? How long has it been since we told them there's power and saving power, keeping power, cleansing power in the shed blood Blood of Christ on Calvary. How long has it been since we just bowed at an altar and said, Lord, I sure thank you for your shed blood for saving me and making me whole. Our fathers, we bow before you now. I'd ask you that you'll take these few short thoughts from the scripture and the word of God tonight. Use them for thy glory. Help us tonight, I pray, to never forget the cleansing blood plunged us that day on our salvation. We were saved and converted to Christ. Thank you that that day you plunged us beneath that blood, washing, purging our sins, casting them into the depth of the sea, putting them behind your back, putting them as far as the east is to the west and infinity.
May we never take for granted. May we never forget to be thankful for the blood that cleansed us and made us whole. If there's one here tonight that doesn't know the Lord, please, I pray that you'll deal with them, show them their only hope is through the cleansing blood of Christ. In whose name we pray. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. As a sing, let me ask you tonight. You need to just come and thank God for his blood. How long has it been since you've thanked him? Maybe tonight you've got sin that's crept into your life, a coldness that has slipped into your heart. And you just need to come and say, Lord, tonight, thank you for the cleansing blood. And I'm going to rededicate my life to you. Maybe tonight you need to be saved. Why don't you come and plunge beneath that fountain that cleanses tonight?